All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Oilers Nation Radio, episode 95,306. Million. Glad you're here. Million? Wow. I think so. Man, we do a lot of podcasts. Unbelievable, really. Our podcast five days a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's boring without games. Sure is. The Oilers finally play tomorrow after a six day break. I was going to say, there's actually been a decent amount of headlines considering they haven't played in a long We're going to get to it. Most of them surround o- Shohei Otani. You're rocking the Otani jersey today. I'm doing my part. You did in, your part the other day. Is yours in Japanese too? No, just the straight English. We all got different ones that night. Yeah, we did. Tyler got the Japanese. Jay got the authentic. Shit off your back. I got big red. Big red. If you don't chew big red, then fuck you. <laughs> That's two Talladega Nate references in the last 10 minutes. boy. I said the Mountain Dew one. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> Not first or last. Make I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. That's four. <laughs> There's four. All right. <laughs> Tyler, really quick, just because I'm curious. What is the latest on Shohei Otani? Uh, it sounds like he made the flight from LA to Dunedin to check out the Blue Jays uh, facility out there. They're like pitching lab and all that kind of stuff in their spring training facility. So you don't make a cross country flight for a team unless you're serious about them. But by so done eating. But by speaking that into the universe, have you not upset him because you've leaked it? Well, well yes. But then today, the Dodgers <laughs> yeah. manager, Dave Roberts, came out and was like, yeah, we met with him. It was cool to talk. A couple days ago, it went well, and it was just a pleasure to spend some time with him. Leaks. End quote. Hey, by his own rules, he should be disqualified. And at least the Jays aren't the ones leaking it. People just tracked the flights. That's how they figured out he was in Dunedin. Ah. He's actually going to be a river hawk by the end of the week. Ooh, Wait, you heard it here what first. Do you mean? 
people, I mean, one, Ross Atkins refused to tell anyone where he was when right. he did his media veil. Which was great. And then there was uh, Ben Nicholson-Smith, quote, tweeted it. There's a Jays fan who was tracking uh, the flights, and there was one flight that, one second, let me find it here. Sunday evening, a private jet goes from Anaheim to Clearwater, Florida, by the Jays complex. Monday afternoon, the same jet flies from Clearwater back to Anaheim. Monday evening, about 50 minutes, 5-0, after Ross Atkins ends his avail, a different private jet goes from Clearwater back to Nashville. How, like, how do people, how do you even find that information? Uh, there, well, flight information is freely available, but it takes a certain kind of person to dig that down. deep like, and find that spot. Yeah, it's a... Uh, that's an interesting level. I don't think hockey. Have we ever had that in hockey where? Yeah, it was uh, Mike Babcock. When Mike Babcock signed as the coach in Toronto. Oh, that was actually a Leafs nation exclusive at the time. It was also the other thing uh, sticking in Toronto. When was it? Was John Tavares flying? Stamkos, wasn't it? Wasn't it like teams lining up at a hotel to like meet with Jonathan John Tavares or something like that? I remember Steve Stamkos. I thought it was Stamkos. Stamkos that was like, because also I remember the, the Leafs like it was basically sap cap circumvention at the point. Cause we were yeah. like, isn't the CEO of Canadian tire also sitting in those meetings or something like that? Being like, Hey, Leafs can give you 10 mil a year. Canadian tire. I'll kick in another one. And it's like, what? Yeah. There's fuckery afoot. That'd be like if the Oilers just went around and were like, Rexall pharmacy will pay you to be the face of the thing. And Daryl's like, huh? why can't they do that? <laughs> They're like, Hey Connor, guess what? You now own Rexall pharmacies across the country. Mm-hmm. I go, wow. Neato. All the ibuprofen I can handle. That'd be good for his, it would have been good for his injuries. The other day yep. you said you were out on the show. Hey, so our, oh, I'm back in. I'm right. so back in. Where are we at? 50, 50, 60, 40, 75, Well, 25? if you're a believer in following the betting odds, the Go Jays ahead. overnight or within the span of a day went from plus 250 to plus 150. Hmm. So uh, I'll, I'll say we're at 35% chance. He's a J. 60% chance he's a Dodger, 5% chance he goes somewhere else. There's a 100% chance that I am still in Wendy's daily face-off <laughs> survivor pool. Daily faceoffsurvivor.com is how you go to play it. Today is a very interesting one. I'm still in. It's day two. Furthest I've been is day three. So I don't want to get too confident here. Fair, fair. My options today, I feel, are poor. <clears throat> They're tricky, I should say. Rangers over three and a half goals. That's my pick. Me too. I'm with you. I won yesterday on the Kraken uh, shots on goal prop. Half the field was gone. It was cut from like 833 to 400 and something or 856 to 433. I'm still alive. I'm going Rangers over three and a half goals. I also had Kraken over 25 and a half shots. So you know what? We're still in it. We are still in it. Chicken strips and French toast sticks. That's what I want. That's what I want my prize to be. How would you describe that? Uh, the chicken the, strips and French toast sticks. Yeah. Would you say they're syrup dipitous? I would describe them as syrup dipitous. Sweet and salty. Sounds like a bit of a dinosaur. <laughs> dipitous. The syrup dipitous prowls mm-hmm. through the bush of the Edmonton Wendy's parking lot. And the bush English voice the sells it you, for me. You, I, you, you really had an idea there and it really dude. trailed off as the end yeah. came around. Yeah. And the smothers his mouth and <laughs> don't think David Attenborough has to worry about his job being taken, but <laughs> I think I, I that man needs to live forever because he's put me to sleep more than anyone else on this planet. Anyway, voice. play the daily face off Wendy survivor pool for your chance to win prizes weekly and a grand prize of $5,000 sign up at you ready for the link, Dan? I am daily face off survivor.com. Easy daily face off survivor.com. 
Or you just go to the top of dailyfaceoff.com, top right-hand corner. That is right. Check out our socials. The link is there as well. Still in it, me and Tyler. We need New York to get four. My brother-in-law was one of the seven people who won last week. Out of 800 and some, he was one of the seven who went four for four. Why? What did he get? What did he win? Uh, I didn't ask him, actually. I wasn't sure what our prize was last week. It might have been free French toast sticks and chicken strips, so. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Tonight, the Rangers play the Ottawa Senators. They can get four goals against the Senators. Totally. Jonas Corposalo? Nope. <laughs> I don't know who the other goalie is. Uh, Anton Forsberg. Anton Forsberg? Nope. Matt Sol- Solberg? Sogard. Sogard. Mad Sogard, yeah. <laughs> Should we end the delicious debate? Hit me, Tyler. What do you got? Has Philip Broberg played his last game as an Edmonton Oiler? Today on Low Tide, the lowdown with Low Tide over at Sports 1440, Daniel Nugent Bowman from The Athletic, and I'm paraphrasing here, says he thinks Broberg may have played his last game in Edmonton and that a trade is imminent. A little, a little more color from our friend Frank Saravalli yeah. over at Daily Faceoff. Understand the Oilers granted permission for Philip Broberg's camp to seek a trade. Sounds like there has been some solid interest on that front. Edmonton isn't interested in getting a pick back. They'd like a player. So you have to find a player in a similar situation. Tyler, has Philip Broberg played his last game of the Oilers? Uh, it's, it's always tough to say he's played his last game because he's an injury away from being their sixth best defenseman, right? So I'm not going to go ahead and say he's played his last game, but I will say he will not be an oiler by the end of the season is how I will answer this. I think the writing's clearly on the wall. These two sides are heading towards a split. Broberg, there's just not enough opportunity for him here in Edmonton, right? He's past the point. It's been what? This is fifth year since being third drafted. coach, third coach. It's his fifth year since being drafted. At some point, you can't just keep doing the, well, let him go play 20 plus minutes a night in Bakersfield, especially when you look around the league and see other young defensemen who are picked in the top 10 jumping right into the NHL and being good. Do you think it's a lack of opportunity or a lack of skill to go along with the opportunity? So we asked Luke Gazdick this today on Oilers Nation every day, and he said Todd McClellan once hit him with a great line. Gazdick was upset about his ice time. Mm. And McClellan said, Luke, it's chicken in the egg. Are you not playing good because I'm not playing you enough? Or am I not playing you enough because you're not playing good? And what was and his I, answer? And Gazdick said it caused him to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, like, I don't know if I'm going to get three or 11 minutes tonight. I need to make the best of every time I'm on the ice. And like Vinny DeHarnay came out of nowhere to some extent and grabbed a spot in this lineup and has really never let it go. He's earned the trust of multiple coaches now. Mm-hmm. He's given them solid minutes and played that role of a third baron D-man really well. Not perfectly, but really well. Broberg's never come in. And forced the Oilers hand, made them be like, this guy has to keep playing. And for that reason, like, again, they're a team that's in win now mode. You can't just shovel minutes to Philip Broberg and watch him, you know, get smothered by the other team and just go, well, it's good for his development because it's not going to help you win hockey games. So unfortunately, I just think the Oilers timeline and where Broberg's at in his development, it just doesn't line up anymore. It is interesting to look at the numbers before I get to Dan and Liam on Philip Broberg. We're just going to compare apples to apples here. Philip Broberg and Vinny DeHarnais, because Tyler brought him up. Over the course of three seasons, Philip Broberg has played in 79 games. He has two goals, nine assists for 11 points, average of 1236. <laughs> Liam, you writing this down? I got it all written down. Perfect. Vinny DeHarnais, meanwhile, over the course of two seasons, has played 56 games, has one goal, eight assists for nine points, while averaging 1344. So like Tyler said, I do believe Vinny DeHarnay has, he's been given the opportunity and he's grabbed it at a higher level. But to answer the question now, will Philip Broberg be around by the end of the season? I turn over to Nation Dan now that he's got a little bit more context. 
Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. It's a guy, there's a guy that, uh, Ken Holland brought in, uh, you know, at the time of the pick, I think Oiler fans were not happy with it. Uh, overall the, it looked like he reached for Broberg when there was other opportunities there. And Oliam has some other, has the draft year brought up here. So I'll let him speak to that. But I, I just, I, I find it hard to believe that Ken Holland is going to, is going to be willing to part with him at this point. I, I think that everything Tyler said is correct, that he just doesn't have a spot in this lineup. And so if you can go and find him a, a spot elsewhere, sure. But I just don't, I personally haven't, lo- I've looked around the league and I just don't see the, the options that really make me excited about a move for him. So I think he'll still be on this team. Liam. Yeah. I, I think he'll be gone because this is just something hard to come back from, I think, is a, is a fair way to say, right? When would he ask for a trade? Well, you did he ask for a trade or did they allow, is it kind of, it, that would be pretty mutual. Like the yeah. Oilers don't just call up a player out of nowhere and be like, Hey, go look for a trade. Yeah. That usually comes from the, the player agent, and yeah. the agent will go, Hey, we want out. And the Oilers will say, if you think you can find someone, be our guest, like yeah. you do the work and we'll do you a solid. So yeah, I think with that, that would mean he's he's more than likely out of the picture in Edmonton. And to be fair to him, like he shouldn't be in this role. Should have better opportunity to go and play somewhere. And it's I don't think it's necessarily all on him, but in this in the sense of the others have had an opportunity to improve their defense multiple times throughout his tenure, with adding a Kulak, adding a Ekholm, right? Yep. Both on the left side. The other thing too, you like they just don't have time to wait around and see what it can be. Ekholm, Nurse, and Kulak, the three lefties above him on the depth chart, are all under contract for this year and two yeah. more. Like it's not like you can hold on to Broberg this year and then next September be like, well, we'll pencil him in, in the third line spot unless you're trading Brett Kulak. See, my hope for Broberg was that yes, you're correct that those guys all have term on the left side. My hope for Broberg was that he would have forced his way into a spot, made Brett Kulak tradable. That, that just hasn't been happened. A dream, yeah. That it just the- hasn't happened. This is the third coach. Like I take a little bit of umbrage when people say that the organization didn't give him a chance. This is the third coach that isn't playing him. Yeah. And it's yeah. the second season in a row. We've had him penciled in as our sixth defenseman. And then he has not been able to grab that. That's the thing. It's not like last season either. He was able to establish himself or anything. Like there was an opportunity there when the others didn't have at home mm-hmm. and he played 46 games and he still didn't make himself staple in this lineup. Can I give you guys some extra numbers? Like you talked, talked about the point production BM. So in, since the start of last season, both bro and this includes this little run this year too. Both Broberg and Dayarnay have appeared in 56 games. Broberg's played 613 minutes. Dayarnay has played 635 Broberg's so again almost identical like that's a 22 minute difference that's not significant over that large of a sample size Broberg has been on the ice for 31 goals against Vinny's been on the ice for 23 that's eight less goals even though Vinny's played 22 more minutes and Broberg started in the defensive zone 181 times Vinny started in the D zone 202 times so he's played more started in the D zone more and given up eight less goals and that's not like, again, eight out of 31, eight, 16, that's like 25% less, I think. <laughs> and yeah, I like how VM's <laughs> eyes get wide when I, when he knows I'm trying to do math. And then the other side of that too, is like, go look at the penalty kill numbers over the last couple of seasons here as well. And see the difference in minutes there too. Like again, when Vinny's been on the ice, less goals have been going in over the last two seasons. And Harder I know to play against, I know that's like not tracked in the spreadsheets. Yeah. Broberg in the last 56 games, Broberg's played 5606 on the PK. Vinny's played 100, 
126.07. So over double the PK time in the same amount of games. Like there's one guy that coaches trust. There's another guy who hasn't proven he can consistently bring it at the NHL level. And I just think that's not going to change at any point this year. I don't think Broberg is magically going to step forward and make this insane step. It's actually well, interesting to, sorry, Dan, yeah. it's actually interesting to note that since Woodcroft has been removed and Knobloch's come in, his minutes have actually gone down. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, like some people will say your Deharnay comparison doesn't work because it's left versus right. And some people will say, cause they play different style of games. But my counterpoint to that would be Broberg knows he plays a different game than Deharnay and he yeah. is still not as effective as Deharnay is at his game. So uh, yeah, I mean, this guy had every opportunity to be a top six defenseman in the NHL with this team. And, and like you said, Begmel kick guys out of that lineup that are ahead of him, but he just didn't do it. Vinny Deharnay did. Yeah. Yeah. Of uh, the top 17 picks in his draft class, only three players have played fewer games than Philip Broberg, which is 79 games. And only two players have fewer points in him in the top 16. And one of them is Spencer Knight. You don't expect goalies to get a lot of points generally? Spencer Knight actually has one assist through his, through his credit. Hmm. It's tough to look what, at his draft What class. season did that come in? <laughs> or what, what season? Because Broberg has no points right now. Uh, is he getting outscored by a goalie? He had eight not, points not, last year or nine. It wasn't, well, I don't know when that season, like point game, but it's uh, it's tough to look back in this draft class and think what could have been. Cam York, Cole Caulfield, Newhook, Peyton Krebs, Matt Baldy, Zegers, Spencer Knight. Could have been pretty good. Not great. I just remember we were having a, we were having a draft party that night. And I remember, I don't know that we've ever thrown a draft party where the reaction to a top 10 pick was as divided in the room as it was that day. Tepid, yeah. Some people were like, yeah, defenseman, Swedish defenseman. He's got wheels like, yes. And then other people were like, yeah, a lot of people had him going in the second round. And a lot of people looked at the numbers that Zegers and Caulfield were putting up. Caulfield had 50 plus goals as that draft season. Like again, I, I, at the time I under, I understood what they were trying to do, right? Like yep. if Ken Holland could get a top four defenseman left shot, cause it was the year after Bouchard too. And you're thinking, okay, you have Connor and Leon. The offense is always going to take care of itself. If you have this Broberg Bouchard duo that can run your blue line for the next decade, you're laughing, right? Oh, yeah. You're such a complete team. It was a big gamble though. And when you take big gambles in the position that Ken Holland's in and it doesn't pay off, you're going to get criticized for it. And again, how many goals did Caulfield score in his draft year? Uh, 43 plus 29. The Caulfield thing a is lot. a little bit of a, there's a little bit of an asterisk there because there was four other players from his team selected ahead of him. Yeah. That two people didn't but know. Caulfield yeah. also fell. Yeah, like he, yeah, but he was supposed to be a top ten guy. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. you, you could make that argument, Dan. But yeah. no, no, I'm just, I'm just Kirk, saying. Like, Kirk caught as twelve career games played and not scored a point yet, and he was fifth overall. Matt Boldy would have been an incredible pick. Would have been like, pick. you look at it now, and it's Zegers like, would have been a fun pick. Caulfield. Zegers was the, this yeah. is the problem, like with the draft. You honestly can't think too far ahead. You've got to think a bit in the moment, especially with like the way guys are jumping prospect. up now. And like, that was one of those ones where, you know, you always hear best player available, That's best it. player available, available, best player available. They did not take the best player available. No. And I think he was projected. If I remember to go maybe like 12 to 20 range, something like that. I think he was very, he was the guy that everyone was like, oh, and maybe they got Intel goes. Maybe they got Intel ahead of time that he was going to get grabbed. Like who knows? But 
again, like, yeah, it's just, it's tough to, it's tough to get that revisionist history. I don't envy being a scout. It is interesting because I tried to find a tweet that I put out that night on draft day. It wasn't from my account. It wasn't from the current Oilers nation account. So it's one of our lost accounts over the years where <laughs> one of our friends over in Sweden that we did some partners, uh, partnerships with where we brought Swedes over to Edmonton as part of like a reverse nation vacation texted Jay. I'll never forget that night. He goes, well, the Oilers just drafted a maybe third pairing defenseman with a top 10 pick. Sweet. Wow. He was right. So I tweeted that <laughs> and the reaction was not great. They but are. As I said, goes. So let's assume that he is leaving. Yeah. Frank says the Oilers want a player. I understand that they don't want a pick. What kind of player do you get? Well, a lot of people have quickly made the connection to Columbus, right? Just because the Oilers have been scouting them a lot recently. Like, listen, you're not dumping Philip Broberg for Spencer Martin. I even think like Philip Broberg for James Reimer isn't a great deal just based off the fact you're giving up on Broberg's upside for a guy who's going to be here for a couple of months. And some people have brought up the fact that Kent Johnson is a name who's been getting healthy, scratched <laughs> in Columbus, sent, sent down to the minors. Like if you're looking to add some offense to your bottom six, Kent Johnson could maybe be that, but he was the fifth overall pick a couple of years ago. You're adding in that deal. Broberg was the eighth. In 2021? I thought he was 2020. 2019. Broberg, 2019. Yeah, okay, sorry. So two years later, Kent Johnson was a top five pick. Yeah. Also, he scored 46 points in 98 games. Like, you're adding if you think you're getting Kent Johnson out of Columbus. Also, Columbus has a million defensemen. They don't need Philip Broberg or want presumably want Philip Broberg. I don't see that as a fit. Uh, some people have brought Morgan Frost and Philly. Maybe Philly wants to take a stab at a good or at a defenseman with some upside. Frost would actually be decent because he was good last year, but he's been bad this year. He's expensive, so you wouldn't be able to afford it unless they keep half his money. And what do they want to do that? Probably not. Probably not. I feel like they want to keep that those slots for their bigger tickets if they wanted to get rid of. And they already have guys like Cam York and stuff. They they have young blue liners. I don't really see a team out there outside of like San Jose. That's a slam dunk fit. I wonder if Montreal could be. But go look at their young D-man. No, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. Who do they have as left Ds on cap friendly? They, do you think it has to be a D? <laughs> I'm just looking at te- teams out there who would want to take the chance on Broberg. Gotcha. I'm, the blue line on the left side is Michael Matheson, uh, Jaden Struble, Caden Gooley, and Matthias. I love strudels. <laughs> Matthias. They're delicious. Mm-hmm. Noel Linda. I mean, maybe like there's no land for him to live on. I just wonder, and I, I don't like this idea, (laughs) but the last couple of years, the Oilers have been in these rumors of adding like tougher guys, right? Like, do you remember when they were like talking about Nick Delorier and stuff like that? Reeves last year too. There's been Patrick Maroon. Don't you say it, Liam. Don't you say Josh's name. Josh Anderson? Yeah. No, I would never. (laughs) But like, I wonder if like they look at Montreal and they're like, uh-huh. Michael Pizzetta or something like that. Like, I don't know if that's the guy, but I'm just saying like Ken Holland has made it very apparent that he wants to add more physicality and character to his bottom six. Oh God. If they, it would be ridiculous, yeah. but I could totally see that happening too. I just think if you're going to give up on Broberg, you need to go get someone who can score. Like you need someone with skill, like going out and finding a hardworking bottom sixer who's going to kill penalties. That can't be the return here. Oh, well, he just sent him down to Laval, but what about an Arbor Jack guy? Did they send him down to Laval? They send him down? <laughs> yeah. Why? The, I I don't know. I just saw it actually from George the Rock. He tweeted about it. That was a oh, mistake. Yeah. I but, thought he was injured. But no, yeah, he's he's down in Laval right now. So well, that is yeah, sure. We'll take him. You take Wi Fi. Wi Fi. Yeah. I would like him. Yeah, um, but is he not just Vinny? Well, well we like he's, Vinny, don't we? 
he's a smaller version. Of but my me, point is sure. like, that's why you don't go get him because you have him. We have Arbor Jack guy at home. <laughs> I know he doesn't. Uh, have, I know he doesn't have the same <laughs> fanfare, but like, there's probably like again. and they fought similar to the Monaghan and Sam Gagne and uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins debate. How do they rehash that? With that said, do you just go get Monaghan and ask uh, <laughs> Montreal to retain and maybe give him a, like a third round pick or something? Broberg and a fourth for Monaghan, fifty percent retained. I'd do that. Does that math work? Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. Pretty close. Monaghan's only one point nine mil. So really? if they retain uh, a million, and he's a UFA at the end. And just think of how bad it would hurt Calgary's feelings. Oh, dude, to watch, to, for them this spring, knock on wood, to watch like Sean Monaghan scoring big goals for the Oilers. Oh, yeah. Another thing to, to this as well is if the Oilers weren't to get a defenseman back, they could just call up like a Nima line or something for a temporary hold. Yeah, Benny Gleese. I know you don't like Ben Gleason, Liam. I just, but. No, I, I not that I don't like him. I just, I but they have other like seventh defenseman. Is your point? Yeah, like Nima Line has played games. Like you don't have to experiment with Gleason. That would be my counter. I, but to be honest, like, I don't. Well, know I got a cheeky look on your face. What Ben Gleason do to you? I just think like this guy. I'm pretty sure he's been scratched <laughs> in Bakersfield this year. <laughs> like, oh, uh, is that not good? Do you not want that? No, I don't no. want that. Uh, but the other player, and I, this one feels like a bit of a long shot, but. Taylor Radish only makes 758 grand. I like that name. And you know, Chicago is probably interested in getting, getting younger. Yeah. Like he's 25 turning 26. So. Old man, you know, almost time to put him out to pasture. <laughs> Miracle that he's even able to get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> Unbelievable. So brave. So brave. Like I wonder, I don't know. We could speculate on names all day. It's just, such I a like that Radish idea. Remember. Thank you. Like Ryan Donato. Keep a million. Two million. I don't know what Donato. Yeah, I thought that one's a stretch. I should have stopped. Twice kind of. Ahead. <laughs> but Taylor Radish is like a dude. Like how many goals did he have last year? 20 something. Like, dude, you know that's, that's. If you can pull that off, you do it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. If you're listening to this right now, hit us up on radio podcast, Twitter and Instagram is one, two questions for you. One is Broberg. Is his time in Edmonton winding down? Yes or no. Two. What kind of return do you think they would get? Knowing that Frank Saravalli said, and I trust Frank, Edmonton does not want a draft pick here. They do not want a draft pick. I, I know some people and BM, I also know you wanted to save this for later in the show, but we had a lot of comments on Owen every day today. Broberg for Barry, 50% retained. I'm in. But one, you still can't afford it. Two, there's nowhere to, to go. There's nowhere to play Tyson Barry. Like there's a reason they were okay getting rid of him. And come on. Tyson Barry has also been granted permission to seek a trade out of Nashville, is why Tyler brought that up. In case you didn't know, in case you didn't watch ONE e today. Mm-hmm. Which is silly of you. You should watch every day, Monday yeah. Friday. It, uh, it's interesting that it makes the Ekholm trade look that much better, given that, you know, we're a half year out and Barry's like, eh, I got to get the fuck out of here. Especially after what happened in the Bukestad trade, where the Oilers lost a pick. And well, Michael Kel- Kesselring. Kesselring looks pretty good. And they got Bukestad back. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the Oilers did good on that deal, eh? Yeah, they did. But yeah, the, the Ekholm and Barry one looks good. And I think this was always inevitable that Barry would eventually be out of, of Nashville, right? Like why would they really want him with Roman Yossi there? Like you, you can't get your maximum potential out of him, which is also in a way a little silly that they took him in the first place. Right. Like if you know, you're going to, but like, they did it cause they wanted the pick and Reed Schaefer. Yeah, and yeah. Warm body I, and- I get that too. But like, 
So he, I don't know, maybe Fogel was on the table. Maybe it doesn't even make the money work. I don't even know. But it just seems weird that they took a player who they couldn't even get maximum input from to then get maximum value out of when they wanted to trade him. In a year. It, it, maybe they thought Tyson Berry would play well. And this year at the deadline, they'd keep 50% yeah, get another second for him, right? I wonder, like, who, yeah, like, uh, sure. I wonder who's going to pick up Barry last year of his contract. What about the Leafs? Is he not John Klingberg, but a little bit better? He's way better. He yeah, but don't defense. the Leafs feel like they need more? Like, aren't they going after the Tanevs yeah. and the yeah? Like they the need like guys who can actually defensemen. You're probably yeah. right. I, um, like, I don't, I don't mind the pickup. I think, yeah, to replace Klingberg straight up, it's a good. Spot. And he might just be straight shell shock from his first tour there. Didn't yeah. exactly go well. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, I mean, who are the worst power plays in the NHL? But are teams that want to contend? Washington. Washington stinks, but like. They're they have John Carlson, so they're probably not going to touch him. St. Louis has a billion defensemen. <laughs> Pittsburgh just runs Latang, Carlson, Barry on one power play unit. Hell yeah. Just three D men. Everyone else is going three to one D men. Sid and Gina. That's all you Short need. The other way. Actually, you know what? That power play is not too bad. <laughs> uh, the Flames power play stinks. Uh, they're not, they're not, not trying to upgrade their power play. Right what about Buffalo? Just, they stink, though. They're not going to be good they're enough. They're good. What about um, I was thinking how the LA Kings What about like a team like yeah, could the Kings make it work or like the Rangers or something? Yeah, just Kings don't have money. They don't care. What about a team like the Rangers? They always seem to add yeah, for a push do. that never seems to happen. And Barry seems like the kind of player where they, again, like they don't need him at all, but it's like, ah, big name. We should go get him. Big name. He can move the puck around. He'll improve their power so play. Doesn't he just feel like a guy that the Islanders will just pick up and then they'll miss the playoffs? <laughs> also kind of, yeah. <laughs> like, what about the Devils? They won't retain on it either. Oh, Devils might be losing Dougie Hamilton for a while. Uh, that might be a play. Oh, yeah, they could. Yeah, they just Look at old some... bag milk. There you go. Seek and destroy. But maybe they just want to give Luke Hughes all those minutes. Luke Hughes needs to keep his head up. That is twice he got demolished. The Ross Colson one is was insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, yep. I watched it again yesterday. It made me chuckle. Bravo to Tortorella for calling that out. Did what he call out the player? The he just called out the play in general, and he called out the league in general for the fact that we're softening up. But yes, he used the no hit league trope, which is whatever. But uh, but yeah, he just. He just kind of, he said, like, glad to see that Hughes is okay. Upset at the referee for missing that call on the, on the Luke Hughes hit by Hathaway. Uh, and then just, yeah, that the league is, is working its way out of allowing hitting. And by doing that, or the way that they're doing that is that they're not preparing players to be able to be hit in younger times and in earlier times. And then now they're in the NHL and they don't know how to get hit either. Kind of what Luke Azdick said in uh, the intermission mm-hmm. of the last Oilers game. He was just kind of going... Kind of got to know who's on the ice. It's you, just, it's part of the, it used to be a part of the game. You see it so many times now in minor hockey, like, cause it's not till you 15 that you're allowed to hit, mm-hmm. but then it's crazy because some of those kids will get drafted in U 15 to the WHL. And the next season they're playing against 20 year olds and getting nailed potentially like not every night, but you know, you get a handful of games. Sure, There's a couple like, when you'll get your bell rung. Yeah. Like you need to know. And like I was at a tournament this past weekend in Calgary and, they have this new rule now, like hit to the head because these kids don't know how to hit and their arms just ride up mm-hmm. and like this 10 a game it is crazy. And it honestly almost damages like the flow of a, the skill of the game a little bit too. That's why every morning at nation HQ, we practice by hitting each other every coming day. out of the elevator. Yeah. It's like uh-huh. a gauntlet situation. Yeah, always got to have your doors head open, head on a swivel. There you come. I've been caught a couple of times. Yep. It's yep. not good. You're enjoying a fine pizza roll on a Thursday morning. You better keep the office linebacker style. (laughs) Office linebacker. That is a great ad. That's an all time ad. There you go. That is a great one. 
Oh, gee. Uh, I want to change gears a little bit. Again, hit us up on radio podcast. Let us know about Philip Broberg, where he could go. I also curious, is it on the player or is it on the organization or is it both? Can I throw out one name for Barry as well? Please. Arizona. I think Arizona is going to make a push and show their fans that they're actually trying to be good. And I don't think that blue line. Who are their righties? Matt Dumba. Uh, I think, I believe Dursey plays on the left for them. Joshua Brown, Troy Stetcher, and Michael Kesselring. That could be a sneaky Broberg team. The lefties are Dursey, uh, UC Valamaki, who Broberg is probably better than, and somebody called JJ Moser. He's good. I like Moser. See, I say these names and then I hear they're good, but I've literally never heard of them. Yeah, but they just beat the five most yeah, well, recent Stanley Cup champions in well, a row. When was your last playoff game, Arizona? <laughs> That was basically their playoffs, Liam. Speaking of which, come with us to Arizona in <laughs> February. <laughs> Nationgear.ca. It's the perfect Christmas present. Sinch. Just demand that someone who loves you buys it for you. Mom. Mom. Could be dad. Could be father. Brother. Brother. Sister. Hello, sister. mother. Sister, goodbye. Hello, Could be father. a stepdad. Could be a stepmom. Yep. Stepbrother, stepsister. Away from. Whatever connections you got. Camping. Make them buy Not you a, a trip. Arizona with us. Nation Vacations coming up in February. Nationgear.ca, get all the details. We've now launched a no-flight package as well. You've been asking, we've been listening. Nationgear.ca, that's where you get all the details. Got it? Good. Um, another thing I want to mention, we did a lot of this on Real Life yesterday, so if you want a full breakdown on Connor McDavid going into Canada's Walk of Fame, listen to yesterday's Real Life. It's it's the whole episode. It's nonsense. Pretty it's much the whole hour. episode. What, what did you even talk about? Who was there? Who wasn't there? Who's on the list? Who's not on the list? There was 22 people inducted this year. Why? 22? Why? Well, they had some catching up. Is it new? No. No. It's been around since like the 80s. Well, can you just give me a couple of headliners? Macaulay Culkin. Connor McDavid. (laughs) Macaulay Culkin. Yes. No, he was on the Hollywood star. No, no, he got his Walk of Fame star this weekend. That's his Hollywood Walk Hollywood. of Fame. Hollywood. This is Canada's this Walk is Canada's of Fame. No, I thought, I thought yeah, he was this part of the Canada one. My bad. I would be way more would, pumped if Macaulay Culkin big, was there. Yeah. It is uh, Home Alone season after all. Yeah, it is. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Fucking Christmas elf dropped some rum in my cup last night, that little <laughs> scoundrel. Uh, if there's only if there's one thing better than sharing memories, it's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories and more. Wherever travel takes you, visit ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel. Avril Lavigne. Wow. was named to Canada's Walk of Fame. <laughs> My favorite Canadian artist. I knew you'd like that one. Yeah. Just think, Connor, Avril Lavigne, the rest don't matter. They're probably next to each other. To probably. Be stars, uh, I would imagine. Sure. Um, sure. Chad Kroger was there. Chad, yeah, Chad was there. Uh, Chad Kroger, he's wearing a uh, tragically <laughs> hip shirt as well. Nice touch. That's a good one. Very yeah. nice. So anyone else is just... I, like, I mean, I don't really want to go through the whole list no, no, again. No, no, that's fine. I always yeah. feel like with, Listen Can- to real life, Liam. with Canadian artists or whoever goes in this walk of fame, I never know the Canadian. I just like kind of find out in the moment when they're not. Uh, that's what it's for. Best part of real life yeah. was Jay <laughs> finding out what year the weekend went in on. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, that was so good. What year the weekend went Spoiler, on? it was earlier than you think. Because it's just such a random mixed bag of like... Glass Tiger just got in this year. The Hang on, weekend. I'm gonna get you know what? I'm gonna give it to Liam. Liam wants yeah. to know who went in. I'm gonna give it to him. So you wait, you're telling me the weekend this went in before weird. Avril Lavigne. Yeah, that is, that is that's like it, 12 years it's earlier. 12. Right, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Jay's react. It's it's the really it's just who opens the envelope when they that's get what sent I said. I, I said they call like 50 people yes. a year and just whoever picks up, they're like, you're in. Avril's the like, weekend incorporated his name. On Canada's Walk of Fame that weekend. Wow. All right, Liam, you ready? Yeah. Pay attention. I'm only doing this once. 
Lee Aaron, April Wine, Tantu Cardinal, Chilliwack, Degrassi, Glass Tiger, Avril Lavigne, Lighthouse, Loverboy, Max Webster, Connor McDavid, Rick Mercer, Brenda Milner, uh, Michael Pagliaro, The Parachute Club, Platinum Blonde, Prism, Michael Budman and Don Green, Rough Trade, Rosalia Bella, Gary Slate, and Trooper. Man, Early on, that list was pretty good, and then it got real obscure. Yep. The entire town of Chilliwack inducted into the <laughs> No, no, that's, a, that's an old band. <laughs> it is. It, it's an old band. All right, come on. We did this whole thing on Real Life. I wasn't on it. I, I, I don't know. care. Go back and listen. Sit in your car. Pretend you were on the podcast. I was curious. You know, now I'm having fun watching Tyler get There's like a lot of time left. Yeah. No, I'm good now. I we're, thought, we're done with the topic. I'm ready to move on. I thought you the Canada Walk of Fame had handprints, though. I, I thought that that was that's, also uh, Canada Walk of Fame, but that's outside the, the theater in the in man, yeah, the man oh, yes. theater or whatever. I don't know what that theater's called. A hand theater. But it's the one with the characters outside of it, too. Yes, I thought that was Canada, too. My bad. Yeah. Can't all be Canada, Dan. But they signed it. I saw that. Mm-hmm. There okay. you go. Yeah. There you go. Congratulations to Conor McDavid. <laughs> that is in Toronto. If you're in Toronto, go check out his little spot. Don't know where it is, but. I recommended putting it outside my house so that I could keep it clean and shoveled. <laughs> Nobody listens. But maybe next year. Maybe when Nuge is inducted. <laughs> maybe in 20 years. Well, listen, some of these names on this list, you want me to go back to 2022? <laughs> That's okay. I'll just listen to real life. All right. Yeah, Tyler's, Tyler's checked out. Look, he's looking at Instagram. Uh, there was an Otani thing that I wanted to read. Go ahead. Is he signed? No, he's not signed. And uh, basically just some writer from LA was like, the Dodgers just blew their chance. Jays are in. <laughs> and I'll, again, I'll believe anything. So, yeah. We will do a full show. Hey, Otani breakdown on the Oilers Nation YouTube channel. Go subscribe. Mm-hmm. Again, 30K subs by the trade deadline. We get to see Tyler in a boudoir shoot. I will be uh, setting the mood and the tone, taking all the photos. It's going to be very, very erotic. The calendar that comes out soon after will be electric. We will raise some money for charity. That way, that way Tyler can't say no. No, oh, fuck. It's always how they get you. <laughs> For the kids. <laughs> Keep us surprised on Otani updates, would you? Yep. All right. Gentlemen, this one's going to be a little tricky. We're going to do who delivered for our friends at DoorDash. But first, I need to read this verbatim. <laughs> for a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and, del- and no zero delivery fees on their first order, $15 or more, when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code NATION25. That is 25% off up to $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code NATION25, all caps, by the way. Don't forget, that's code NATION25 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash, offer valid in Canada, subject to change, terms do apply. We may pay attention. What's the promo code? Nation 25, all caps. Thank you. Amanda Kane's using a white stick today. It is. Interesting. Tony Brar, a fan. Wow. I saw that tweet too. Nation Dan, I'm coming down to you first. Obviously, hmm. there's been no Oilers game for what feels like several months. So we're going to look back at the last six days of your life. Who delivered for you, Dan? Uh, it's uh, going to go out to the city of Boston. Uh, it was on Hockey Fights n- Cancer Night that night. Uh, and uh, I'm just going to play the clip for you because it's amazing. <laughs> what did that say? Fuck you, who? Guy, guy just yells out, fuck you, cancer, in the most Boston accent he could. And the entire crowd just goes, yeah. And then the, and then the PA announcer comes in afterwards and says, Thank you for the moment of silence. So it was absolutely perfect. Boston, you get my delivery of the week. 
Who, uh, who delivered? Sorry. I always do that every time. Mm. Liam, no others games, but we still have a segment to do for our friends at DoorDash. Who delivered for you? My person who delivered was Samuel Leonard, who plays for the Albany Valley Bulldogs. And he scored this unbelievable goal in the BCHL the other day where he like fakes going between his legs and then brings it back and then tucks it around the goalie. And the NHL just retweeted it too. It was, it was the craziest. I'll retweet it. Actually, I already did, but I'll do it again. If you want to go look at that, it was, it was nuts. That What's some, Twitter, Liam? And my Twitter is at Liam Horbin. Chancellor, I muted you. Tyler, <laughs> for our friends at DoorDash, who delivered for you? Who delivered for me? The NHL did by announcing that they're going to be holding the 2024 NHL draft at the Sphere in, in the Las sphere. Vegas. Whoa. Hell Yes, that is so cool. They're going to be the first major sports league, I believe, to hold an event at the newly opened venue. I think it's going to be cool as hell to see like the NHL kind of dominate that now now iconic kind of piece of advertising. Like it's going to be a really neat event. Shout out to the NHL. They delivered. Shout That's about to, all they delivered on, though. Shout out to the Sphere also. I don't know if you've seen Liam, specifically you and Dan. Did you see the video of the Sphere watching the F1 race? It was oh, very funny. With the, the, Has his little yeah, helmet on. Yeah, that was really cool. They did a good job of that. I liked it. I don't know if you saw, but the NHL also, uh, or at least Gary Bettman, outlined a path towards uh, what the next best on best tournament will be. Oh, yeah. It's going to be so good. Happening, they believe, I think, 2025. Is there three teams in it again? Yeah, four teams. Ah, perfect. So when you think best on best, you think... Cut out most of the world. Yeah, no Dreisaitl, no Pasternak. All no, Europeans, essentially. No Kucherov, no Ovechkin, no, no Vasilevsky. No Yossi. No Yossi. They, well, I mean, subpar players. Nope. Anyway. Best on best without half of the best. If you just keep saying best on best, it makes it true. Yep. Uh, that's what I found. That's true. Best yeah. on best. George Costanza, it's, really, it's not it's, a lie if you believe it. That is true. I would just like to point out. Um, it's a best on best tournament. Five scores in the NHL. Kucherov, he won't be there. Uh, Pasternak, who won't be there. We have JC Miller. He'll be there. So who, who might not make team you, but he's going to be yeah. there. So he's the best. Uh, <laughs> Panarin won't be there. No. Nope. Yeah. And then Kale McCarr will be there. Fortunately. Well, so it's well, best on best. Hey, JT Miller five. versus Kale McCarr. Yeah. Best on best. Two of five. You got 40% there. What do you want? That's not bad. Yeah. That's not yeah. bad. Oh, and uh, 40% of the time the, works every time. Most points by a defenseman. Philip Peronik is third. He will not be there though. Cause he is. He's not the best. Hey. And Evan Bouchard also wouldn't be there. Listen. <laughs> True. What Tell your parents to make love somewhere else. <laughs> you listening, Haronics? You know? Yeah. Kucherov's Yossi's. Had they chosen to birth him in Canada, would be he on. Could've, he could have played. played in the NHL's made-up in-season tournament. <laughs> for, uh, for our friends at DoorDash, I want to give a shout-out to Mother Nature for delivering specifically for me, and I feel like for Liam also. It is currently December 5th. 2.19 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and it is four degrees. Although, I got caught in a bit of trouble the other day, BM. Why? I was driving home from Calgary on Sunday night. Go ahead. And I was cruising nice 120 down the, sorry, 110 down the QE2. 105. <laughs> Until I, <laughs> I get to get to Pinocchio, and all of a sudden, snow everywhere. Ah. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So... I rented the vehicle, thankfully, but I didn't know if it had winter tires on. Mm. So the traffic was a bit congested. It took me two and a half hours to get home from Pinocchio the other day on Sunday night. That is long. It's usually about an hour, maybe right around there. I was like, holy smokes. But yeah, they, besides that, the weather has been fine. Listen, a couple of flurries from time to time. Hey, Listen, I, it's I, December 5th, man. I'm expecting it. I don't mind snow. 
but I'm not begging for it. I'll tell you that much. Like I, I don't say, mind snow either. I just detest driving on it. Me too. I like my own safety, believe it or not. I like just not having delays to get everywhere I want to go. It's big. I was thinking, can I drive enough time to break or am I going through this red light and hoping mm-hmm. nobody nails me the other way? Yep. It's a lot of Will things. my window open in the drive-thru? <laughs> These are very important details to think about. Hey, listen, if you park outside, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's not right. Good. Shout out to Mother Nature. You delivered for me. Ding dong to you, Mother Nature. I appreciate you. And El Nino Winters. I think that's this year. Mm-hmm. I think I read that. I think I read that. Has Philip Broberg been traded yet? No. Shohei signed with the Blue Jays yet? No. All right. No, but someone made a great point on Twitter. And again, go ahead. Buy into anything. You're telling me Otani is so dead set on being a Dodger that after meeting with the Dodgers for a few hours, he flew five hours to Dunedin, stayed overnight and didn't leave till four o'clock the next day. Hmm. Makes you think. Well, I've never been to Dunedin, but let's look at some of the things that you can do there. Go to the Blue Jays facility. Oh, like I see that there's a nice, uh, a nice harbor there. You know, there's a nice beach in Dunedin. Maybe you check that out. All of that available in LA. <laughs> listen, ah, I've never listen, seen that you're, just, you're just, you're getting caught up in the details now. You, you know, I think Otani really wants that like homey feel. Dunedin provides it. He misses I see, the snow of, for like two weeks. Probably misses bon the snow Appetit in Japan. restaurants is highly recommended on uh, visitflorida.com. Uh, but how many price, how many dollar signs next to it? That's what I always look at when I look at a restaurant. Ah, uh, three. Ah, see. I guess no Tony's getting 600 mil. He can afford to splurge on threes. Usually I'm down in the twos. Well, <laughs> you know what? I believe in you, Joey. That's why I'm wearing your Jersey today. Don't stop. Believing. I hope you enjoyed the Dunedin history museum. Probably went. And the Caladesi Island state park boat tour. He just walks out, walks out of the museum. He goes, this place is fucking incredible. <laughs> I'm spending every spring here. Had a quick lunch at Caledonia brewing. <laughs> quick pint. How many beers on tap? Son of a bitch. I'm in. Spends a little time at the Yacht Harbor Inn. Fucking beautiful. Took a ride on the Clearwater Ferry Service. There's a lot to like in Dunedin. How convenient. You know? I think we... The guy wants to be near the water. Jump aboard the Clearwater Ferry Service, my friend. That's pretty sick. It is pretty sick. It is pretty sick. You know what else is pretty sick, Liam? Uh, Do you want me to guess? Let me tell you. Salary cap goes up to 87.7 million dollars next year. Wow, what is yeah. that? Four and change, isn't it? Yep. Uh, it's Connor so, Brown. Connor Brown and a, and, a, and a little more to spend on something, a little treat. Connor Brown and a league men contract. Fucking right. But the good news is like legitimately the Oilers have the bulk of their core signed for next year anyway. Should I You'd do like math? a little bit more nibbling room? Yes, I would like your math, Tyler. All right. Go ahead. So with this latest salary cap news, mm-hmm. the Oilers, according to Cap Friendly, mm-hmm. are projected to have $14.22 million in cap space. Good. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Let's subtract the 3.25 below Connor Brown. Figs. 10.97. Rascal. Not bad. Okay. Okay. You're going to need to sign. A goalie. We'll get there. <laughs> potentially a backup goalie. But for now, <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. You're going to need to sign a backup goalie or bring up Jack Campbell. <laughs> Let's just, for the sake of this exercise, say they bring back Jack Campbell. Okay. So 1.1 added to the books. Okay. Right. Uh, you need to re-sign DeHarnay and Broberg or equivalent spots. But So Vinny will be there. He'll get a modest lift, but nothing crazy. Probably like one and a half for Vinny. Sure. And then maybe one mil to get his replacement. So it's minus two and a half off that. All right. All right. We'll go to the forward group. Dylan Holloway should only be a million bucks. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. It's standard. Yeah. Uh, You would have to potentially replace guys like, or at least the spots in the lineup that are occupied by Yanmark and Sam Gagne. But again, 
league min. So we'll say 1.6, right? Sure. 1.8. We'll, we'll Warren Fogel. And then you have to replace Fogel and Connor Brown as the final two spots. And you have $4.5 million to do that. It's actually not that bad. It's not a bad situation to be in. It's not like terrible, right? Like, again, you're banking on maybe like a Borgo coming up and being a bottom sixer for you. And then you can go spend three mil on someone. But this also, to Liam's point the other day, puts it adds emphasis into like, if you can get out of Jack Campbell in season this year mm-hmm. and maybe you finish off the deadline with two million bucks in cap space that eats up some of that Connor Brown bonus. <clears throat> There's almost this weird like double dip, if I'm understanding it correct, where Getting out from Jack Campbell now will not only give you $5 million in cap space for next summer and next season, but if you can get that brown money, a little bit of it paid off this year, getting rid of Jack Campbell almost gives you like $8 million in cap space next year, right? So I want to understand this a little bit too. (laughs) So the Oilers have to pay Connor Brown $3.25 million next year, right? So if they got a little bit of cap space. Yep. Does that take away from how much they would have to pay him next year? Yeah. That bonus. Yeah. You can partially paid off. So yep. even if this year, for example, they had 500 K. Yep. It would be two seven five. Yep. Interesting. I thought they had to get the full bulk of it before it to be effective. You chip away. You chip away. A little chip chip. Oh, and oh. It's interesting, interesting how this information keeps leaking out over the season because it was like a week ago on this podcast we said that you had to have the whole thing covered. I think original Pozar. Yeah, original Pozar. No, no, I, I know. Yeah, it's getting. I, I, I understand. We need people I, who understand the cap. That's what happens when the when you get these like wacky kind of yeah. clauses in there and stuff. But four so. million bucks worth every penny, right, Liam? Uh. Yes. Go Connor Brown. Giving us a lot of content. So from our perspective, yeah. I This is easier said than done. But I think the Oilers need to find a way. And I, this is the way I would do it. I wrote about this. I think my forwards article is coming out tomorrow, right? Tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. I list out three options. One of them is an absolute wild card and a pipe dream. But fingers crossed. It is. It's it dare to dream. <laughs> but the other two on that list are Sean Monaghan and Alexander Texier, I believe is how you say his name, right? Yep. If you trade Fogel to Columbus, for example, there's a way for you to acquire both of those guys and fit it in the cap. Yep. That's how the Oilers need to look at this. Is like I like Fogel and I think he's a very effective player for this team. But if you can trade him and get two good bottom six players. Fogel and picks to get two good bottom oh, six players? Hell yeah. They would be so much better. One off. of which is a center. Hell yeah, yeah, that's what they need to do. I don't know if it's those two guys, for example. They're just two guys that work well. I think Texi is like 1.25. Mm-hmm. And I believe he's had some... He didn't play in the NHL last season. He played in Switzerland for personal reasons. But then the year before, he wasn't super well-liked, but seems to have kind of come back around yeah. now. So I think he could be a really good option. 24 years old, and he's on pace to have like 40 points this year. It's pretty good. And they don't want him. Would you consider signing Henry Richard? Henry Richard? Yep. Richard. 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 Yeah, he played in like the 50s. <laughs> well, what's he up to? Uh, I think he might be dead. <laughs> well, Has yeah. his own award, though. Just as good. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the other, do you guys want to know, know the hug? other player on my list? Yeah. Is he on the Canada Hawk of Fame? No. <laughs> no, he's not, actually. Uh, and I, I stated this in my story, and I said this is an absolute long shot, but it makes, it makes sense if he was on any other team. Elias Lindholm. I'm not happening, buddy. I know. That's why I said it's a pipe dream, but it makes so much sense for them. Like you got a guy who can be an elite two-way sentiment at less than 5 million. And he fits the exact bill that the others need. They're not going to get him because why on God's green earth would Calgary 
want to help. Like, can you imagine Craig Conroy's one of his first big moves is to <laughs> trade Elias Lindholm to help the Edmonton Oilers win the Stanley Cup? Uh, after happened. trading Zadarov to help the Canucks? Yeah. Like, Craig Conroy, good guy. It wouldn't make any sense to them. Pacific Division hero, Craig Conroy. Mm-hmm. I'd love him. I'd get into Craig Conroy jersey. If we if we got Lindholm, I'd get a Conroy jersey. In right. Oilers. Yeah, in Oilers. <laughs> yes. Specifically with Craig Conroy on it. Never going to happen, but. Well. Man can dream. It happens. Let's talk about Jack Campbell. You mentioned him as a potential trade and I'm paraphrasing. This is what Elliot Friedman was talking about on 32 thoughts. The Oilers would like to give Campbell another chance at the NHL before making some decisions on him. I personally don't know how that's going to happen. Given some of the absolutely atrocious goals he's given up with the Condors as recently as his last start. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, he had those three good games. There starts to be some talk that maybe they want to recall him a little bit of pressure and he crumbles, right? It's just, it's the Jack Campbell experience. And I understand where they're coming from of like, hey, before we go trade assets, like at the end of the day, this guy was a backup for them last year. And, you know, he had some runs where for five, six games, he looked okay. At five million bucks, you probably do want to see if you can catch lightning in a bottle for a couple more months with Jack Campbell before you give up a second round pick for James Reimer. Right. But with the point the Oilers are at where every win is still so important, like they're resuming play tomorrow in 29th place in the NHL. Everyone thinks this four game winning streak is like saved the season and they're back in a wild card spot. They are 29th in the NHL right now. 29th they, out of what? Two, 300. <laughs> exactly. In a few years when they expect, yeah, when <laughs> you can't start Jack Campbell and be like, well, fingers crossed. Hope he doesn't cost us this one. You just can't <laughs> afford that right now. That's why I said last week, I said, wait till later in December. You can give Pickard the Chicago game. You could probably find another game in the schedule to give Pickard when it's the back-to-backs. He's been fine in his game in a bit. Give Pickard those games. Let Campbell keep getting healthy. And let's see if the Oilers can climb up the standings. Because you know what? If you're in a playoff spot by the end of December, maybe then you'd be like, let's give Jack a little run here. Let's see what he can do. And then we know if we need to make a panic trade or not. I Yeah, I don't think anybody that looked at this situation... I would hope believed that they weren't, the Oilers weren't going to try and get Jack back up into the NHL again and again, if they could, uh, his three game stretch of winning just made that conversation happen a little bit sooner than I think anybody wanted it to. Um, but yeah, I mean, realistically, this team isn't going to go out and sign Jack Campbell and then just banish him to the AHL and never keep giving him a shot. If he's shown something in the AHL that's worth giving another chance in the NHL with. So yeah, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I just think that three game win streak helped his case. But at the end of the day, I don't think the organization was ready to pull him up anytime soon. I just think that the two goal, I beg you go to Bruce Carlock's Twitter and find the goals that Jack Campbell allowed. Was that Friday, Saturday or Sunday? It didn't matter. Saturday, I believe Saturday. They're so bad. <laughs> then they're the same. Any of us could have stopped those shots. The weird part is, is it almost looked like he moved out of the way of them a little bit. Like I just, it's like Tyler said, the Oilers do not have the luxury of being able to piss away games, hoping Jack Campbell can find his game. And that is a cold thing to say, but guess what? Pro sports are a cold motherfucker. Unfortunately for Campbell, they don't owe him anything. Like he's except the money he's owed. Except that, except the paychecks, but he, he hasn't earned the opportunity similar to, it's not the same argument as Broberg, just a different position in the sense of like, he has done nothing to prove himself to be on this team. Like For me, he has to have like 10, 12 games in a row where he's elite. Like he can't, like, 
I think you can excuse maybe one of those goals on Saturday. Like the first sure, it the, happens. The first one, first shot of the game, it's okay, like whatever, like kind of not in your mojo or anything. You got the rest of the game, you still allowed five. You know, like it's not like they <laughs> lost the game two one. Like you allowed five. I just think for Campbell, if he has twelve games in a row, ten, twelve, whatever it may be, where he's unbelievable, nothing bad is going in. They're scoring good goals against him. His confidence is going to be through the roof and you can probably keep that momentum going. But if you go three games of like, yep, really, really good. And then you do that and then really good for however many games, like it's just not about good rhythm. When you know in your head, it's like, oh, well, played three good games in a row now. This next one, what if I do it? Like, what if this is the game? Like he needs to get to a standard where he knows every single night he's going to be good enough to play. I have zero confidence he'll rattle off 10 straight good. I, I, just like, I to me, don't think he should ever play for the Edmonton Oilers again. To me, if he allows those goals that he did on Saturday with the Oilers. Oh my God. It would be the Could end. you imagine if that was at home? Jesus. Like, it's just, it's not going to work. One, yeah. one thing that really, really didn't help him when he went down to Bakersfield is that his first game was in Abbotsford and his second game was in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you're basically in two NHL markets. Well, you are well and a bunch of people went there because you know, Jack. Campbell yeah, well. exactly. Like we got that, uh, those quotes from him yes. because we have Canucks army like 10 minutes away. <laughs> like, yes. Just, we send somebody to Abbotsford for that. Yeah. Like it's just, it's so unfortunate. And it sucks, man. And like, because you, you feel that, for the guy on a personal oh, level, but ultimately, 100%. as a fan of the Edmonton Oilers, yeah. you need to stop pucks. Results driven. How can you not sit there and think Calvin Pickett is your best option out of those he two is. right now? Yes, like, and he is. He's pretty chaotic too, to be honest. But at least there's no expectations. Well, and that's huh? the problem with Campbell. Ultimately, if there's any semblance of expectations, he seems to kind of collapse on himself. Yep, super unfortunate. It is. It's unfortunate. I feel for him as a person. He seems like a sweetheart of a guy. All that stuff remains true. That that video he made for that kid, uh, awesome. the goalie, amazing, uh, super cool. And that you know, I think that speaks a lot to who he is as well. Because sometimes, and I don't watch American hockey that American hockey league that much, but like guys could go down there and probably not say a word to anybody. But he's gone out to the media, he's done interviews, he's faced the music a little bit down there, he's helping out in the community. Like he doesn't have to do any of that stuff, and he's doing it. So from that standpoint, is like yep. I hope he does turn this around. For Jack Campbell as a person, I hope he turns it around. He seems like a great guy. Seems like a sweetheart. He's doing things like Liam said, above and beyond where he needs to be down in the AHL. I imagine he's probably picking up team dinners like crazy for the boys down there. I imagine all that stuff's true. But unfortunately, the reality is what Tyler said. The NHL is a results-driven business. The results are just not there. Mm -hmm. Sucks. 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 Do you think he comes back at all? Yeah, he, we'll see him again this year. Liam, what do you think? I, I know what you want, but what do you think? Yeah, I think they will. I think they think they have no choice but to do that. Dan? Yeah, I always said that he's going to be back. Now it is time to bring Waz in for his signature bit. Can you clear that up for me? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. All right, for our friends at Greta, our hospitality partner for the season, we've got more events coming up as the year goes along at Greta. Best time. Go play some vids, have something to eat, have yourself a cocktail. The weather's play tomorrow. That's your pregame spot, right? It's a good time. Of course it is, Waz. Now time for your signature segment. Can you clear that up for me? Go ahead, Waz. Uh, so the first one, of course, I don't know what you guys have already talked about. So the first one I have here is why did McDavid get a Walk of Fame induction before someone like Sidney Crosby? There's been a lot of talk of like, why is he getting inducted and not like, uh, you know, for example, Crosby because he won cups and what has McDavid done? Like McDavid's offensively been one of the best players. In the I think Dan world. just has the answer for it. Yeah. I've got the answer. Uh, either him or Lauren opened the envelope. <laughs> yeah, Sid just doesn't That's check it. his mail. Uh, like, honestly, Sidney Crosby doesn't do anything, really. Like, have you seen Crosby in any kind of, like, pop culture thing in Canada? I just think that... Outside of Tim Horns commercials? He yeah. did that sports night thing this year. What was that? Oh, the... Wait, what? Uh, the thing with Conor Bedard. Do you remember they hyped mm. that up? Yeah. Yeah, but also, I, I agree in the sense of, like, not in a rude way, but, like, what has McDavid done on... Like to get to this point, like I, on a can, it sounds awful to say because he's obviously an elite player, but like you said, he's like Crosby, who is the golden goal guy. Like, just kind of weird. Is Wayne Gretzky on the list? Here's my honest answer. Yes. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, probably because Connor's from Toronto. If yeah. all the Canada Walk of Fame was in Halifax, then Sid would probably be there. Yeah, or McDavid wouldn't have gone. Right. Like it's easy enough for him to go. Like, oh, I'll go back to Toronto for a weekend. we got the weekend off. Like, let's go. Um, yeah. It's just whatever. My favorite thing was the reporter on the red carpet who said, would you trade your oh, star yeah. on the walk of fame for a Stanley cup? And McDavid was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I would. Nope. You know what? This means the world to me. It is a thing. People will walk on as they go about their business. Yeah. Just uh, to bring up Crosby a little bit, it's kind of interesting how he's barely like on social media too, and, and like you never see him in many. Sid is the ultimate robot. Yeah, he's never been on NFL cover either. You have to remember that he, yeah, like he came into the league in the early two thousands when this was all like all that stuff was just getting started. Like social yeah. media was just an early days thing, and early in Sydney's career, he was vilified on oh, social yeah. media and around the yeah. internet. So there's just no reason for him to be there. It's way to you call him Sydney. Sorry. No, it's fine. Yeah. Just never it is his name. <laughs> I know, but it's like Sid. It's like Adele, right? Yeah. So next uh, <laughs> question up here is, uh, how what's the long term of Adele? Yeah, <laughs> where is that going? Can't go past that one. Well, it's just Adele. Like, it's like Madonna. Madonna. Sydney. Beyonce. What else is Adele called? LeBron. <laughs> She's not called LeBron. But like, so. uh, you know, whatever. Let's just, <laughs> you never call him James. Go on, anyway. Clear this up for me, Liam. <laughs> what are you even referencing <laughs> there? LeBron James. Oh, exactly. But he's exactly. not calling him Crosby. I have a cousin exactly. named James that listens but, to this podcast. He's fired up right now. But some people do call him Braun. 
Bron Bron. Bron Bron. Bron Bron. James. There you go. This kid was. Okay, let's go, Waz. What's next? Uh, so, of course, you guys have probably already touched on Broberg, but how much blame would you put on Ken Holland for drafting Broberg as he was only on the job for around like under 50 days when Broberg got drafted? That's, that's an yeah. interesting question, actually. Yeah, but you should still know. Like, come on. He was in Detroit. Like, he. He would still have his, like, and pros- he brought over Tyler Wright at the same time, yeah. if I remember correctly. Well, and you're the one that signs the dotted line. So it's your decision at the end of the day. So all of it, 100% of the blame. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's at the end of the day, you're the GM. You're going to get credit for the good picks. You got to take the brunt of the bad picks. Like, well, now let's ask the scout though. I would say not all of it. What's your percentage? 40, 60. 40, 60 for whom? For the blame going on the scouts. Uh, Tyler Wright was in Detroit still. Oh, his last draft was this draft because he drafted Cider. Gotcha. Um, I think Holland's got to go into that room and show that he trusts his scouts. So therefore, you if they so sixty percent goes to the scouts. Yeah, I, th- I would put the blame on on the scouts for that one. There you go. Mm. Voice from a scout. Wise. Nice. Uh, last one here. Uh, clear this up for me. Decentralizing the draft benefits the NHL. How? From a marketability standpoint, your players are the focus instead of the teams and the drama around the teams and the time that it takes to get the teams up to the stage. And all that I'm actually going to default to Tyler because you've actually been to the draft. Yeah. So some people think it's harder to like make trades and stuff around the draft when everyone's on the draft floor and every team can see you go talk to someone. Mm. So I think it could lead to some increased trade activity. And also it should make for a better TV product when you don't have every team going up with 18 people to take the photos slowly wandering up. Like it does take forever. The first round takes nine years. Yeah. It should never be like that. So I think that's what it is. It makes it a better TV product and it benefits the team specifically. It's also going to save money for teams, right? They don't have to fly all 25 of their scouts to Nashville or LA or Vegas or wherever. Like you just keep them at your home rink. Um, one thing, sorry, Dan, yeah. that I think like the trade thing, the NFL has always done it this way. And I, I wrote about this a while ago and Frank brought it up on Oilers Nation every day. At the last NHL and NFL draft, there was six trades were made on the NFL draft day, including four of the first top 10 picks. Nine trades were made throughout the NHL draft and not one first round pick was moved. Yeah, was- I think it might snooze fast. Yeah. It might spice things up on that front too. I just want to confirm that this, this draft at the sphere is not going to be decentralized. Yeah, I think right? this is the last one. Yeah. That's yeah, the last. Going out with a bang. Yeah. So what does like decentralized mean? Is it, is there no locations at all? Like- There'll still be a location, but it'll just be the prospects and maybe like one or two team representatives. Okay. The GMs and the scouts will stay at their home ranks. You ever seen the movie draft day was actually, I don't think I have. All right. Is it just going to be Batman then just, well, Welcoming yeah, them up, yeah, pretty much shaking hands. So like He's Roger Goodell, picks, basically, kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, and then all yeah. the players that are draft eligible will be there. They in will the front. Inv- they will invite players into the, mm-hmm. the. I think they call it the green room or whatever. Okay. And I know no fans, will, like no fans will be there. Fans, still do fans. Oh, wow. yeah. The focus will the be more on the fans. It's just you're eliminating the element of having the teams fill up a lot of that. Space. Like when you're at the draft in person, like 20 minutes before they do a bloody roll call. They go through every team and they like Bill Daly sounds funny. goes Arizona and they go here. Like it's painfully boring Jeez. to sit through. Interesting. It is funny though. Like, Ken Holland talking to so-and-so at that table, that yeah. stuff's all going to go away. Yeah. Even though it never really amounts to anything. Well, at least exactly. to hear like all 32 themes, thank the city and everything. Oh, right. like, oh my God. We'd like to thank this and this and this. For- it takes and so long. And congratulations. First round Vegas this year. Nice on winning your Stanley cup. Yeah. First round was what? Like five hours this year. Oh, it was so forever. It was like three and there was no trades. It was painfully boring. I love the draft, but it is 
boring as all heck. I think I left the venue before the end of the first round this year. I was like, this stinks. I feel like, well, that one was unique because you have Dard, but after that. Once Carlson went it too, there was no surprises or anything. The first, the first round was boring. Okay. Well, thank you for doing this all for me. Fantastic. There's Waz. He has been cleared up. Like that one on the way. Sometimes you make Waz giggle. It's true. It's all you need. It's all you need. Well, gentlemen, I'm out of plugs. I'm out of sponsors. I'm out of segments. I'm out of news. Do we get one final show? Hey, check in. Is that what you're doing over there? I heard. Yeah. I read something about him being upset now that the Dodgers have leaked information. Uh, that is so joke. from Bob Nightingale. Roberts, the Dodgers manager, spoke freely and relaxed for 20 minutes, but his face became serious as he spent several moments reading a text message on his phone. After his media session, he immediately huddled with Dodgers PR officials. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why is it not okay that like it's so obvious like everybody knows uh, no, no, no. I, just, I think that but i think it's like it's like the it's the old adage of you come into the a venue and you ask for only green m&ms it's not really about the fact that you want green m&ms it's just having that control it's showing that they mm-hmm. that they care that much about you to have those green m&ms i think um i think it's a little bit of a respect factor i guess because like if shohei said no leaks or you're out <laughs> my boy is running his mouth when he shouldn't have it's a challenge. That is kind of wild. You know? Well, that is, this could be big, folks. Could be. I don't know a lot about baseball, but I know this will probably be the third biggest deal in North American sports history, right behind LeBron and Messi. <laughs> <laughs> I want to read something for you. I can find it really quickly. Because it was about our conversation from the other day about which player would be the biggest. Oh, I can't find it in my fucking Instagram. Did someone send you something? Yeah. It was somebody from England going without a doubt. LeBron is bigger. Nobody know. Uh, we don't, we watch more basketball than we watch baseball. Here. Yes. No doubt about it. So LeBron bigger than Shohei Tyler in England. Yeah. In Europe. Yeah. But in Asia, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in these goalposts are going over here now. <laughs> if we're talking worldwide, <laughs> If we're talking worldwide, it's messy. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I know. Okay. Worldwide, this is uh, from Tom Booth. Tommy Twos, he wants to be known as on Instagram. Hey, Tom. One, Messi. Two, LeBron. Three, Otani. Purely on worldwide status, LeBron would be more known than Otani over here in England as baseball is watched way less than basketball. But you know what? That might change a lot this upcoming Olympics because they have baseball in the Olympics now. Mm, I think it would also just be big. When's the Olympics? It's next summer in Paris. Ooh, I think so, the other thing that helps Paris, LeBron's case. I love Paris. It's the championships that LeBron has won versus. He's been in the league yeah. longer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, sure. He's uh, How many more years does LeBron have left anyway? Until he's LeBron he's my age. You don't he's have to retire in basketball, really. You can just play off the bench if you want to. Yeah. yeah I don't think he, I don't think he would. I don't think it will either, but he's so good. Still, it is crazy how good he is at this point. Look at Ovechkin. Look at Sid. Yeah, Sid. Sidney. Yeah. Sidney. <laughs> All right, Ovechkin saved the league. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's number one. Two, get a friend to buy you a Nation vacation. That's number two. Three, Nation gear. Put it under your tree. There's three. Shout out to Wendy's. Shout out to DoorDash. Shout out to Alberta Blue Cross. And shout out to Waz. Shout out to Waz. Also, check out our socials. We're going to be going to Jasper for the pond hockey tournament in, in January. Just watch out for that. You're going to want to join us. Tyler, it's a good time. It is so much fun. It is one of, if not my favorite weekend of the year. Have a great week, everybody. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.